I hit record, so something must have happened. And I looked down, like, oh, better, I guess, I'm uh, losing the, the condom recording than the actual jazz recording, so. Uh, I, I guess that depends on what the audience is. Mm-hmm. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting uh, the high notes. Jazz talk. It is I. I am here. I am Hootran. Um, you can find me on the Twitterverse at Jazz High Notes. Uh, I don't have to spell that one out. That's a really easy one. At Jazz High Notes. Um, and we are here. We are here to talk jazz. We are, I don't know, just a couple weeks away from the actual season starting, where things actually start to matter, where players will probably not sit for uh, for resting. Um, uh, but first, let me introduce some. Uh, we got some guys here. Uh, this guy right here, um, uh, he's a master at red light, green light. Um, uh, it is um, a, He goes a distance, 49. What's up, uh, Jared Barker? I don't know much, man. How you been? Oh, good. I mean, just busy. You know, we're we're in the middle of a football season. There's high school football, high school sports. Jazz are starting. Uh, it's so we're like um, uh, we're we're we had a pre meeting text, I guess, change, and we're talking about like the NBA season starting, and you gave us the starting date, and Lo- uh, Logan even said something like this. he said something like "fuck, I'm not ready for this." I'm like, yeah, like dude, I'm not. I'm barely like. There's a lot of people or who are like. They're rip roaring, ready to go to next week already, and I'm just like, oh yeah, the Jazz are playing tonight, you know, it's preseason, whatever. Um, it doesn't feel real. Like I mean, I, we had a condensed off season, but still, just like it's, it's a little weird. But um, let's not bury the lead. This guy, um, uh, this guy, I, I don't, I don't want to tell you how I know this, but this guy will, um, he will finish the honeycomb very quickly with his tongue. Um, it is uh, Dragon Squash Logan. What's up, man? I can't believe it was the old man the whole time. Um, and really, I mean, I just, why did he, why did he dye his hair red? What's that all about? Uh, you know, that's, hey, uh, that's, that's, that's a, spoilers for some show I haven't watched yet. Yeah. That's my biggest, that's my biggest question is why is his hair red? I mean, what, what's your insight into that? Um, uh, well, obviously he has no soul, so he's just matching the, wow. uh, he's just matching the carpet with the pubes, so. <laughs> I hope the car. <laughs> that's the reference. You know what? I'm not. Gonna, if you know the reference, you're laughing. So, um, uh, folks, um, again, we're, we're you know we're recording this late night on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, fuck, Thursday the seventh of October, um, and yeah, we're we're like not a week. What no, twelve days away from the first jazz game of the season, and um, we're not ready for it. I mean, I, Logan and I are ready. Jared, how 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 ready are you for the jazz season to start? I don't know. Isn't that crazy that, like, it's only been like a year since two finals ago happened? I uh, I know what you guys mean about not being ready. It's the kinda, bubble. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> we had the bubble. Then we had uh, one week of off season. Then we had the new, new season start. Then we had three days of off season. Then we had summer league, and now we're in preseason. So it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's been a blur. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So um, uh, the Jazz are in preseason. They've had. Uh, two games, one that nobody could watch and one that everybody could watch. And everybody did watch, apparently, and everybody watched uh, the Jazz. Or we're burying the lead. The Jazz um, uh, have drafted a future Hall of Famer at number 40, um, who will probably be MVP of the league um, uh, next year, um, Jared Butler. And uh, I'm going to name this episode the Butler, like, you know, the obvious thing is to put the butler did it. I am, I refuse to do that. I am not going to play because we're going to see that everywhere. You know, there's going to be jazz graphics. The butler did it. There's going to be articles. The butler did it. And um, 
you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm, I refuse to do that for for this podcast. So we're not going to name the title that. Uh, but um, Logan, I know, I know you, you're in, uh, in near Boise. There, you're still in market for the Jazz. Um, were you able to um, uh, catch the second Jazz game? Uh, I could have. I did not. I, and it's I, preseason, I, sir. How dare you? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I and I have to do. I have to do some. I have to do some gnarly scheming to make it happen because I have an undying loyalty to YouTube TV and Ryan Smith's a piece of shit. So I have some scheming ways that I have to to watch it. But I'm not. If I've got choices, I'm not watching a preseason NBA game. I put out a tweet on the first piece. Like, I was like, I can't believe how many people are so mad about like, yeah, if the game was on, uh, I think that was on one of my days off. I, I'm not watching a preseason game on my day off. Like it, it is different for me. I, you know, I work in sports five to six days a week and you know, I do get paid to watch jazz games. Like I got paid to watch a jazz game last night. And so it's a little bit different, but you know, my days off, I, I do like to do other things. I have a, I have a, a life outside um, of work. Um, <gasps> J Rod, um, uh, how about you? Um, uh, did you did you catch any of that uh, that jazz game? I uh, unfortunately did not. Yeah, well, um, the uh, most the, mo- the most important thing to come from that jazz game, who was that fabulous picture of Jason Kidd in a bowling. Mavericks jacket that's been circulating <laughs> around the internet. I don't oh know. Oh my god, so many. So I'm many not memes. really sure yeah. why. I mean, I love that. I love that jacket, but why did Jason Kidd agree to take that picture? Now? No, no good was coming from that. He thought, yeah. you know, he's he's like, I, I, look, saw- I look, I look really tough in this. Take a picture. You know, he, <laughs> it's so terrible. Oh, it looks so awful. I think we all had questions on Jason Kidd's decision making ability in his personal life and in his coaching career, and it appears as though he somehow managed to intersect, you know, two. <laughs> Two poor choices again, so I don't think he's off to a great start. Um, yeah, um, I do love that jacket, though. I just it looks really bad on him. Jason Kidd's a piece of shit. All right, so uh, yeah, like I, I was like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't realize because I think he always wore a sweatband. He has like his tattooed sweatband <laughs> when that spot spot. Now, do you guys see that? Like where he used to wear a sweatband tan on his There's a tattoo there. Oh, no, I didn't. no, not not, not tan line too. <laughs> I didn't uh, notice that. An, there's an actual tattoo. Go back and look at it because he wants to feel like he's always in the game. Yeah. Oh. Those okay, are prison, those is... are prison hats. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I forget that like they, they, they play the Mavs. I was like, I was like oh, yeah, the, the and the Mavs were at full strength. Like, um, God, Christoph Porzingis. Like, I remember that guy was supposed to be the next big thing. He kind of sucks now. Holy shit! He's he was not... the first time they were here to turn unicorn, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was it was wow. him and it was him in the new day that brought the unicorn some uh, to life there. Um, well, anyway. Uh, what you guys miss was the only good Jared in Utah had himself a game, um, twenty-two points. Um, he and he just looks, looks really good. He looks like he belonged. He had like a st- he had a couple setback threes. He was he had handles. Um, he looks like he should be the starting point guard for the Utah Jazz. So uh, let's discuss how the Jazz sh- what the Jazz should do to make sure Jared Butler gets some uh, get the starting spot. Jared. Uh. Well, I mean, the obvious answer is trade uh, trade Mike Conley right now. I mean, that's that's the obvious answer, right? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I mean, we we assume that bring him uh, off the bench. We bring him off that, the bench and then trade him. We assume that Butler has two two full hammies. 
Um, we we can't really assume that with the you know, even though Mike Conley is doing Bikram Hot Yoga, which I do recommend. I do like Bikram Hot Yoga. You know, we can't guarantee. Is it DDP it. yoga? Uh, DDP. If he did DDP yoga, I'd be I'd be on board with Mike Conley, but. Yeah, unless it's DDP yoga, I don't care. DDP changing lives DDP is yoga. Changing He's not, it's not just Jake what's his little, what's, what's, what's his house wait, called? Wait, wait, Diamond Dallas Page has a yoga. He, he has a yoga. he has a very successful yoga program. Yes. Wow, that's yeah. cool. The accountability crib. They, yes, the accountability crib. The, D, the DJ feed you that line? Did you ask her? No, we watched it together. Yeah. Jake the Snake, man, what a loser. <laughs> um, same with Scott Hall. They're Scott all losers. Hall. But DDP's out there changing lives, you know. He's out there just—he's giving up his own life to to rehab these 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 skeletons. But hey, Diamond Dallas Page, if you're listening to this, give us free DDP yoga. We'll do it. We will do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it all the time. The only thing they can save Jason Kidd is DDP yoga. <laughs> Say only. Um, uh, make sure to tag DDP in this. Um, uh, here's the thing: like well, DDP, like, well, I, mean, has... I, I, th- I think the only thing they can get Jared Butler playing time is if, if, if our boy Rodney Hood taught us anything, it's just a bad case of the the, the hot the hot brown. <laughs> and so you, unless, unless you just got to get something, you got to get something to catering because oh, the dads are fully vaxxed so right. they can all sit together and share meals. They can feed each other spaghetti like they used to. Oh dang, you're uh, you're not wrong about this changing lives. Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> he's looking up right. Now. Yeah, so um, you know, we're, we're I mean, obviously, the overreaction. But I mean, Jared Butler does look good. He looks very good for a rookie. I mean, again, it's pre- I mean, it's so hard to like just look at two games. One game that again nobody watched. We just saw highlights, and then you watch highlights of. I mean, highlights are highlights, right? You always see the good. But even when you know the the non highlight worthy plays of Jared Butler was pretty good. Um, he just seems to look like he's a backup point guard. Um, so and I put this out the other. You know, I think we talked about it a little bit last time, but Quinn kind of is. I don't know. Do you guys think Quinn runs a, a big rotation, or do you guys think he runs a small rotation? Like I had this argument with people here on KSL, so I'm I'm, I'm just wondering. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. So I just want to talk about like, do we think that you know the Jazz run, you know, eleven twelve men out there, or or, or is it more strict eight nine men? Uh, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do what he's been doing in recent years and run run the smaller rotation, right? I mean, the only reason I see him changing his rotation is rest and stuff like that so i don't know until he until he shows different i don't yeah logan logan doesn't care about minutes so he he probably has i don't know do you have an opinion well i mean i i yeah i don't think that uh it's weird i mean what i want him to do and i mean uh, to tell you that i know what he does wouldn't be true because until i was recruited to join this great voice of the people the the people's podcast I didn't really pay that much attention to those types of things. So I only know last year, it sounds like his MO has always been to keep a tight rotation and I'm fine not playing 11 or 12 guys every night. That's weird. And the minutes get super dicey. If you're only going to go nine, eight or nine deep, that's fine. But why does that have to be the same eight or nine every night? That's my biggest issue. So that, that's fine. Just keeping nine because otherwise the minutes do get a little bit weird, but why can't it be a different, a different group of people depending on the matchup? But Right. We'll see. I mean, it, I, I do. I do find that comment telling, you know. And I don't know if that was more a reflection on his rotation this year or his inability to play guys in the playoffs when we blew the twenty-five point lead. But there was that that little piece did come out where he, you know, Quinn didn't feel as though uh, Dennis Lindsay gave him NBA quality players at the end of his bench. Right? That was. I mean, yeah, I may be butcher. I, I may be. I'm butchering it. I know but that's right. essentially what it came down to. So. so. Let, let's do he small... does have NBA guys. He's got guys who played at the end of the bench. It's not <laughs> right. a BA only. Trent Forrest, whatever the other Bradley, seventeen guys who Juan aren't in Morgan, the NBA anymore. Um, uh, Matt Thomas, yeah. like so, yeah. So we talk about that 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 big 
blowout where they just, you know, just lost the lead. Excuse me. And, um, you know, like, again, like, was it Quinn's inability to change his rotation or was it, um, uh, you know, not having the right pieces regardless? And, um, you know, we're going to, you will never know, right? We'll never know. Uh, I mean, the three of us will probably never know. We'll never be in that circle. But, uh, I mean, but sometimes we as jazz fans, we pump up our, we, we, we drink our own Kool-Aid. We test our, you know, our own supply. We are, we are really into our, like, man, Juwan Morgan was somebody like a lot of people were last year. Like, oh my God, we, you know, Juwan, perfect small ball center. Um, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be a thing. And, you know, where's he this year? I think he's, I don't know if he's on another NBA team. He got cut by the Jazz. Joel Brent. I was going to, I was, I was going to ask you all about Juwan Morgan because I, I won't say any names here, but some, everyone's favorite beat reporter, I believe was on the locked on the lock podcast this time last year, predicting that gentleman should have been the starting starting power forward for the jazz so that's kind of interesting i mean again it's one of those things like but and then i think that fair beat writer also at the end of the year when people like joan morgan they're like you want and i think he again it's it's beginning of the year end of the year it could be anything joan morgan is a fine player but also you know we we also don't see him in practice like he he played he we, we saw joan morgan in what two games um two games um uh, in the playoffs year before or in, in high pressure games in the bubble and he looked good but again we don't we, we that's a small sample size compared to the bigger picture which is practices g league all that stuff and obviously john morgan cut Jarrell brantley cut a guy that everybody thought you know could be i guess i'm not saying they're bad players i'm saying that everybody thought they you know the jazz had guys that could be the eighth man on everybody else's bench but they actually turn out to be, you know, what they were, 13th men, 14th men, 15th men. Um, and so maybe the Jazz didn't have the right chess pieces last year. I don't know if the Jazz, you know, hopefully the Jazz have the right chess pieces this year. Um, and we're talking about this because, you know, just a few weeks ago, I just looked up a old tweet from Ben, ben Anderson at Ben's Hoops. He said, Quinn Snyder, again, references a nine-man rotation, recognizes some teams play 10, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the plan to start the year. So, you know, and so I, I laid it all out there. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. So the seven from last year, Donovan, Mike, uh, Boyan, Royce, Rudy, um, Clarkson, who did I miss? Oh, Joe Ingles. And then the two additions were probably Whiteside at backup center and Rudy Gay. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. If, the, if, if Quinn is true to his word, you know, coaches lie or, you know, whatever. But if, and we, I have noticed, I won't say we, I have noticed that, you know, Quinn's usually pretty strict about a nine hundred like and he won't change because my theory is that he kind of um uh, says, you know, this is what we practice, this is what we do, and we're not gonna change because the opponent changed. We're just gonna keep doing it our way until it works. And that's what I've noticed. Maybe I'm wrong. Um but I was like, all right, cool, if that's the nine man rotation, man. There's they're leaving, you know, everybody's favorite second round pick, uh, you know, before uh Jared Butler, Mie Oni out of it. Um the backup point guard position still were, 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 you know, Trent Forrest was the darling a month ago, and now it's Jared Butler. Um, yeah, so maybe they use a nine man. And do you, I mean, do you guys think our team is better this year from last year, Logan? Oh, I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> I mean, we th- there's there's no way to know early, that. Too early to tell. Yeah, I mean, on on paper, it's better. I mean, there are actual there are actual guys on the bench who have have played mi- uh, meaningful minutes. I mean, I think that White, as far as I don't know how minutes go in a career, but I figure that Whiteside and Favors are a wash as far as 
Yeah, I'm strictly talking about NBA capable players. So then you look at, I mean, Rudy Gay's clearly played a lot more than Gorgeous George has played in his career. So, uh, and then I think I think Pas- Pas- how do we say his name? Pascal. I always say he, I say Eric Pascal, and it's wrong, but I like saying Pascal because or um, uh, Pascal because uh, I say Pascal because I'm uh, uh, I like the the movie Tangled. So, um, but I think it's yeah. So it's, yeah. So I mean, he's played legitimate NBA minutes, which is something um, that Miaoni was never able to do. Yeah, I mean, he and, did right uh, for for that one season where everybody was injured, so they just kind of threw him out there. Yeah, still one more, still still all NBA rookie team, or whatever it was, and still played more than Miaoni and the rest of that crew. Um, and then yeah, I think that Butler is something interesting. Hmm. I think that I we'll, we'll see how it all turns. I know we I know we're kind of tongue in cheek on it and giving the Jazz Twitter folks a a hard time about the the overwhelming love for it and in true in true twitter form that one of the best tweets i've sent out in a long time was me being a smart ass and people are taking it quite literally when i said he i can't wait for jared butler to be rookie of the year and mvp and <laughs> people are just really thinking that's the way i feel about it so um we'll continue i mean the, 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 here's what i will say when that that great 37 second clip that we see he looks really good um he looks like he looks more poised and controlled than most uh most young guys do the problem is we don't know you know what type of effort is being given on the other end so that's that's where it's hard to go i i i went back and forth because i thought you know there's a couple of them in the highlight package we had a nice step back three which is you know that's the new thing to do but it's also you know a hell of a skill and the, but that, there's kind of a funky release it's a little slower than what needs to be normal but i mean he does he does look good i just don't know i hope he gets to play i hope we get a chance to see it and see what it turns out to be but uh everyone's ready to trade jordan clarkson for him it appears so <laughs> um, the one uh, thing that's united all the vaxxers anti-vaxxers the the racists and the non-racists the blue lives and the black lives matter folks is a love is, is just this new insatiable desire to trade jordan clarkson for some reason the, so. jazz, pod, the jazz pod co-op has been on that that train for a while um uh, is that not, not for jared though jared um uh, jared has been on team jordan clarkson for a while but uh jared um, no, I, I I love Clarkson. I just I, that's a whole different rant for a different day. But I, there's very few people who do their job as well as his job. You can throw your stats, your plus minus nonsense at me. At the end of the day, he was brought in to do one thing and bring offense off the bench. And it's just I don't think it's as easy as just shipping him off and then feeling that void. Remember how terrible the bench was before he got there? Absolutely. <laughs> so we can we we can do we can do whatever we want. This is important and, and, for Jared. And, yeah, it's just it's I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, it's just it's it's just a very weird like it's not even it's not even a, it's not even a single trade off. So if you trade Jordan Clarkson, you're you're hoping to get some value for him. So that person comes back and takes minutes. So then Jared Butler isn't playing. Still, if you trade him for nothing for assets, then I mean, but that's not even the same type of player. It's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. There's very few guys who do what he does, and he's absolutely flawed. He's not perfect, but. Outside of Rudy Gobert, I mean, who really is perfect anymore? Let's see, what, what's Jordan making? 10, 10-ish million? I'll look something up and then uh, let me see if I can find a name. But Jared, I think it's something like 13 because okay. you complained about it at Overpay. Um, complained? I mean, well, I complained. okay, I, whatever. You, you said it was an Overpay. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh... That's because who thinks he lives in? Who thinks he was born in Lakers royalty for some reason? He thinks that <laughs> if he doesn't get him on minimums, that it's overpaid. Just... 
It's um, worse than those BYU fans on the internet. Jared, that is very harsh. Jared, I do not agree with that. I've almost, I've almost tweeted this out and like put it back to the lines, but really like, – <laughs> Like jazz Twitter has made me hate college football because like <laughs> BYU fans are the worst. Utah fans are I don't know how they're they're, they're not really the worst this year because they suck. Bro, I U- said it. I Utah said it. State fans are sneaky terrible too. Like they suck. Really? <laughs> guys, I feel yeah. like they're the best of the three though. No way, dude. No way. No. Yeah, plus because I'm in Boise State country, so you watch them all complain about Boise State. It's, oh, like, the, it's yeah. like the same thing. It's yeah. like they got little brother complex, and it's like hilarious to watch them. Like. Um, Jared, before we Dude, we move all on, all three fan bases are the same. Uh, Jared, yeah, they're terrible. Uh, before we move on, um, yeah, I mean, you love last year's team. Um, I assume you love. I mean, what what do you see the difference between the two teams that we've had this year, or this year and last year's, or this season? Well, last seasons? I, I think this one's um, more versatile. I did hear some people saying that the Jazz uh, did switch everything. In preseason, a little bit more, which sounds interesting. You know, that gives that throws out a different look out there. Um, what do you mean by defense? Switch everything on defense. But what the do you, Jazz I mean, were, like, expect, expect, the Jazz were playing a switching defense. A switching defense. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Uh, I mean, I mean, again, it's. I see that, and I was like, all right. I mean, they're like, oh, the small ball worked. I'm like, guys, we we didn't have seven of our players. I, they didn't run the. I'm they, just they, saying they it's interesting. I don't know if it's a thing or not. It's preseason. I mean, that's why I'm like, is it interesting? Is it? Uh, I mean, why is it interesting, I guess? Well, because they tried something different, which is, you know, maybe that carries over into regular season a little bit. Who knows? I, I just hope that we have something else in the toolbox besides what we had last year. Because to me, if you're just going to do team, we're going to be team run it back, even if Quinn hates the phrase run it back, if you're going to, play your cards like it's team run it back then i mean you you're still running it back that's what you're doing well i mean so but like, I, I feel like they need to do something different at full strength though like what do you see going different for them like what do you like with that nine man rotation i gave you or even with that what do you think they can do different with that with the rotation or the men that they have the players that they have well i feel like like what logan said situ- have things be situational um, like if you need more ball handling against a particular opponent, or if Jordan Clarkson doesn't have it, give his minutes to yeah, give his minutes to the rookie and see how he's doing. I mean, I, I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of different ways um, that you know games can go, that the season could go, and it feels like the Jazz have some a little bit more versatility. So it's like I'd like to see Quinn adjust to situations instead of just kind of trying to force his will of what he thinks should be happening on the situation. I'd like him to be more flexible. That's what I want, but I don't know if that's what I'm going to get. And and that's, and that's fair. Um, But so now I'll, I'll I'll devil's advocate and play the other way. Like the jazz were the number one seed in the West last year and they did it, you know, doing it the way that Quinn's sort of always done it and they sort of perfected it and they brought back, you know, seven of the, of the nine, that they had like seven really important pieces, um, you know, a healthy Boyan, a healthy Mike, a healthy Don. Um, that team looked unstoppable, especially like the first like half that season last year. Man, like when they were raining threes and like Jordan Clarkson went on that two week tear where he would just he would come off the bench and he was a flamethrower. Um, True. Even, even when they didn't have it, and 
um, the Jordan Clarkson thing is interesting because and we've talked about it before. Like, when do you pull Jordan Clarkson? Because he can he can be awful for two and a half quarters, but then all of a sudden that like last little bit he turns it on, and then all of a sudden he's scored you know six threes in a row or something. Um, yeah, that's very and, true. And uh, you know, so the Jordan Clarkson thing is this, you know, you know, we we, we praise Quinn for these things because like, hey, he's made sure he's built this roster to make sure it does it this way. He's done it this, you know, he, he doesn't pull guys to, you know, sometimes when you pull a guy, it hurts their confidence. You you pull Jordan Clarkson at the wrong time, all of a sudden, you know, maybe that gets in his head. You pull uh, Boyan, um, and he did a little bit last year. He pulled Boyan a little bit, but he also. Didn't, but then all of a sudden we see Boyan locked down Kawhi Leonard for one game, which was I think a, a fever dream I had. I don't know if that's actually a real a real thing or not. You know, um, it was so, so he, strange. Yeah, he does have a lot of pieces, and so the, again, this is something the Jazz did last year. All of a sudden, we're like saying, "Well, you were the number one, number one seed, and you know, two of you guys went down with pretty bad injuries." All of a sudden, we're saying, "Well, you know, we we got to." And I, again, I don't necessarily agree with what I'm saying here. I'm just saying this is. A devil's a different view of looking at it. Um, Logan, is there is there something here that I'm saying that you, know, you disagree with? I disagree with every single thing you said. There you go. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> like the every one. single one of them. I was like trying to keep a mental list of everything that you said was wrong, um, and it was everything. The the <laughs> like I I have this thing, and it's like a baseball thing, and I I just I hate. I hate the you have to do it always the same so that players can get comfortable and can get their routine and you don't want to hurt their confidence like that's it's like like as a Rockies fan uh, Jim Tracy was terrible about that regardless of what the lineup was doing he'd play the same guys in the same position every single day because he felt like they had to have that consistency no that's like that's horseshit like you are a professional and you need to get out there and do what needs to be done and I, I just don't I, especially like the, the part we I, other people have talked about, but we haven't really talked about on our podcast. We have like one of the oldest teams in the NBA, so there shouldn't be this. And we and and we were we were freakishly healthy most of the year, and we got really derailed by our health in the playoffs. No, no one should be throwing any fits anymore. First of all, they're all, they've all been around long enough to where they should know where they stand with the coach and where they stand with the rotation. So we're not trying to like you know build up any rookies. If this was a Zion or if this was a uh, an early Luca or someone we were playing that, that that doesn't apply to these old men that are out there and they're a bunch of old men. So they, they, they should be fine in their roles. They should understand what it is and they should be willing to let other people take the load off every once in a while when it comes to that stuff. Um, and I don't remember the other things cause that was the biggest one. That's just one of my pet peeves is that you've got to do it. So these giant professional athlete men have to be, you know, feel comfortable. Well, maybe if they're young rookies and they're Zach, they're Zach Wilson, a young quarterback, but this is not, that is not this. These are these are some old dudes who've been around for a while, and they should be fine. Um, the playoff thing is just is just what it is. I mean, we can beat this dead horse time and time again. You know, let's. <laughs> I mean, yes, Donovan Hobble, no Mike, absolutely got it. Check. There was no Kawhi Leonard, and I don't give a. Sh- you you can't make if you want to make an argument to say that it didn't matter. You're crazy. Kawhi Leonard is what top five player in the NBA. Yeah. Okay. So they were able to find a way to adjust with Boogie Cousins and (laughs) Terrence Mann, but the jazz couldn't figure out a way to counter it. So I just, it's, 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 it's frustrating. It's like doing the same thing over and over again. But I think the important thing we talked about it, I think on our first podcast back for this season. And I think it goes back to what we're probably a common thing for us. And it's all, all eyes on Quinn. Quinn is not, 
he's done a lot, he's done a lot of impressive things. I get that. And used when I first got on his podcast, he used the moniker mad scientist. And I don't know where that comes from, but if he really is a mad scientist, you know, he needs to be, he needs to be willing to get in there and play around a little bit and see what's, see what's going to work. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think the Millers were comfortable having a great regular season. I think if we were in the Miller regime, there wouldn't be the same type of heat on him. And we're going to find out if Ryan Smith is cool with it too, because the expectation is to have a top, top seed in the West, but then to get out of this somehow just diabolical second round that seems to have an excuse for us every single season. There's always an excuse as to why we can't get out of the second round. And that's the thing that drives me crazy. It's always, it's always something. We just have the worst, right, the right. most dumb luck of anybody. Um, all right. So let's uh, try to remember back to last year. Like, was there, even when the Jazz were winning really well, like, was there a concern that you had with last year's Jazz team um, uh, during the year? Like, just name, like, one or two things. that If you had a concern, if you didn't, then that's fine. Um, either or, either you guys can both answer at the same time. Like, is there, like, something? I'll say my mind was probably perimeter defense. I think I talked about it um, throughout the year, really. Like, I thought the perimeter defense was going to be a problem. And um, last year, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to copy me or what, so. Is this like that? Is this like this? Is it like that? Is this like that intuitive clap challenge? To clap at the same time, but Jared <laughs> no, and I are supposed to be silent. No, 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 I, I, just, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to lead you guys to say, "Oh, this is what I thought." And you guys, yeah, that's. I mean, I want you guys to, if you guys have something, if you guys didn't. I don't, I don't, I, I'm self-proclaimed. I don't understand defense, so I can't right. say I think it's bad perimeter defense. I know that a lot of guards make a lot of points against us, and so I'm going to assume that means it's a perimeter problem. Um, my frustration last year or my concern last year was it felt like when we played the good teams, when they were at full strength, we were kind of mediocre and came up short quite a bit. We didn't really get blown out, but we didn't really have those go-ahead games. I remember very clearly when we had head into the all-star break and we had Matthew L on and we were talking about the, they just finished that terrible game in Philadelphia when a lot of things went sideways. And I was just kind of frustrated because we weren't getting very many opportunities at that point. We were absolutely just trucking people. But we weren't getting – what it seemed like when both teams were full strength, we just didn't seem to do as well as I hoped. And I think that some of that stuff manifested itself in the playoffs when things got tough. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's still my greatest concern. I think there's plenty of talent. I think there's plenty of good coaching. Um, the ownership and the front office is to be determined. But I think the biggest concern is that is between the ears – for these guys and maybe between the legs is that sexist to say but i don't know i'll get canceled for that how big are the balls <laughs> uh barker um uh, i mean any any concerns from last year that you had if you can remember uh well i do remember you and you and me discussing wing defense ad nauseum uh so i'm gonna leave that for you know because we already we already talked about that and we've talked about it so much um I mean, I think the other the other thing was the lack of uh, lack of. Sorry, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching Logan on his FaceTime right now. <laughs> I was wondering where you guys were at. Like, why am I the only one? I don't. On my, camera. my camera won't turn on, so I don't know. I don't, uh, I lack don't of experience. Yeah, lack of experience was kind of a problem, and it feels like they've got plenty of early round experience now. So, I mean, if you don't break through now, I, I don't know like, when you're you, going to break you, through. You're talking about playoff experience. Yeah. Okay. All right. I yeah. mean, that's that's fair. So let's those fairs talk are about, talk, talk about big ball experience with Wavos. <laughs> big balls. Yeah. Wavos. Okay, yeah. So Jared and I, Jared and I, pretty much said the same thing. So we won the the intuitive clap challenge. <laughs> you you guys watch a lot of TikTok. So all right, all right. So um, 
And maybe I do too because like you did. Said you guys that, know that Giannis has a brother in the NBA? He has uh, two. Costa. Did you know his brother wears the opposite number of him when they stand by each other? Was that what is it that those nerdy people like talk about? The numbers are a palindrome. Uh, the what? Palindrome. Um, palindrome. The numbers are bet, same forward and backwards. Yeah, I mean, someone kudos to the, those parents. They made some good looking humans. I mean, those are attractive people. <laughs> Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go Jazz. Go Jazz. Be our family. Boom. Um, I wonder. So, okay, before we go back to my point, I'm going to write this down. Um, let's yeah, just say there was somebody here prominently in in the state of Utah that was dating George Yang, and so I was talking to her friend one night. And, Spencer Cox. Yes, it was Spencer Cox. <laughs> I was talking to Spencer Cox's friend one night, and I was like, I was like, huh. And, you know, we're just talking about them because, like, you know, the, we could see them in their seat and everything. Uh, and I was like, I was like, well, George, huh? I was like, tell me the truth here. Like, like, George Yang, is he attractive? Like, I, I'm a dude. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to be homophobic. Or anything. I, I just can't tell. And she said, yeah, like, she, he gets the athlete bump, which so is it's a thing. I was like, okay, well, there you go. It's a thing. The athlete bump is a thing. So it helps. Um, and apparently George Yang, um, uh, you know, and Spencer Cockdom, um, uh, you know, they they were very happy. I think Spencer might be a little sad that George is in um, uh, George is in Philadelphia right now. So, um, but back to what we were talking about, um, fears from last year, uh, tears for fears. Um, so those are the fears that we had last year. So what if this year this this Jazz team comes out and, and does what they did again last year? Like what if they go into the All Star break with the with the best record in the, in the NBA? Um, but those fears that you guys notice, like, you know, the Jazz are 0-2 against the Lakers. The Jazz, um, uh, you know, Bojan still doesn't look like, like, like he, you know, and the, the Dylan Brooks of the, of the world are still tearing up the Jazz. Um, and the Jazz obviously haven't been past the second round. Um, how comfortable do you feel going in with, you know, if the Jazz just roll over the bad teams again and get this great record and go into the All-Star break? You know, the trade deadline's coming up, and they don't do anything. Um, how comfortable do you feel about this Jazz team? Um, uh, do you think you're going into, you know, after the, the second half of the season? I don't feel comfortable at all. So some of that stuff they can't dispel until they get to the playoffs. Okay. Um, what was different about last year is that they came out playing kind of a revolutionary style of basketball that the NBA – I mean, they did, it, they did it at historic levels, right, offensively, so uh-huh. – they at least they at least brought something to the table that was new and different. So you're like, oh hey, maybe this is working. I was a big, I drank the Kool Aid heavily. I was like, you know, maybe this is a special group. They're doing something no one's ever seen before. So like we used to talk about the perimeter defense was an issue. This was an issue. But hey, maybe they're doing something so well. They're like the 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 original Warriors, where it just kind of took the league by storm and there was no answer for it. And so I I drank that up. They can't fool me with that this year. I okay. mean, they just can't. So it's just I, I for me, it's going to be hard. And I mean, I guess if there's some some early tests against some good teams and maybe with a normal schedule, we'll see more healthy matchups Then maybe I'll feel better about it, but there's always going to be a lot of lingering until the playoffs hit. So yeah, 
but then again, I thought that last year. Then all of a sudden, they did something crazy to where you just get yourself drunk on it. And yeah, I know. It, 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 it right. is. Like, we, we say it now, and then all of a sudden, oh, Jazz are on a 15-game win streak. And we're like, all right, well, you know, buy NBA, fuck off. Because, you know, Jazz got and it's it. And it's going to be hard because last year they really, really just steamrolled some people. Right. So it's like, if you see that again, it's almost like kind of expected at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, so it's 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 just it's just weird. It's like that damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah. So I don't. It's going to be tricky. I also feel like they got a bigger target on their back because of last year, though. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll. See. I don't know how to feel about it, honestly. Um, do you think that's a thing? Do you think like my teams are like now like oh we got to make sure to be bring a better game against the Jazz? Because I think they want to they want to kick their ass. Um, but they didn't want more for. I mean. I guess they did. No, actually, we we were getting best the best game from a lot of teams I, last year. I, I just think like if you get to this level, like you, like maybe some some nights, but like most nights, you're probably gonna get. You know, they want to win too. You know, like I, that's what yeah, it's like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Know, most like, nights. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess the question for me is like, does motivation work that way? I guess <laughs> like if if I'm if I'm playing a team, I don't know. I'm not, not me not the, athlete. I can only speculate. I know. I, I, I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in that position. Like, okay, I'm playing the number one team in the NBA this year. You know, am I going to have more motivation or like next year? Like, oh boy, they had they had the best record in the NBA last year. I better make sure I play even better than I did last year. I don't know. Like, it just to me, I, I, I can't imagine that type of motivation being a thing. I guess so. Um, I, it's, it's I, what... I, I, I don't. I don't think the Jazz have arrived to that. Well, yeah, just because I don't think that they're, I mean, t- things that make you typically rise up is some sort of personal beef or vendetta there, which we've got a couple of those. And then just like, I think star power, like wanting to show out against certain star players. I don't think we really, you know, people are going to rise up when they're playing LeBron or when they're playing KD, right? And I don't think a, we're a bigger stage, like something like get that. Yeah, I get that anymore. Cause I think I, I, it seems like a lifetime ago, I, I'm pretty well sure we already bitched about how the Jazz aren't on national TV anymore, right? That's there. I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I have no idea. I'm assuming they don't have very many nationally televised games, and I'm assuming we all complained about it. Is that they, fair? I don't even Did think that they, take place? I don't even think they have all their locally um, uh, televised games, so who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, that that did happen. and I, So I, I guess, I mean, we started off with Jerry Butler, so maybe we should come back around to Jerry Butler because it, you know, I've had this conversation with people on Twitter and people at work because like, it looks like he should get playing time, and I'm, I'm worried because like, we talk about this nine-man rotation and you know, they brought Rudy Gay in, and Rudy Gay is supposed to be this versatile guy or whatever, be able to play, you know, five through two. I, I mean, but Jared, like this, there's sort of like a Donovan Mitchell. Um, everybody saw Donovan Mitchell in Summer League. We're like, whoa. And they knew right there. And Jared Butler sort of has that, that same trope of shine. Why did he fall to 40? I mean, I don't know. He, he, he did. Um, the Jazz only have him for two years, and, you know, they really got to see what they have him in, have in him. Um, and it's hard because, like, the, you know, I, I think a lot of people are thinking he'll be able to fill in when Mike Conley is out with injury or out with rest. Um, the Jazz don't have a, the Jazz don't have a lot of back to backs on the schedule right now, and we assume that Mike Conley's not playing in those. But I think there's only two or three back to backs in the, in the first part of the schedule. So all right, cool. He has three. It, do you guys think it's hard? Like, am, am I making too big a deal? Like going, oh, I mean, if, if we're just planning on Jared Butler filling in for when there's a rest or an injury, he might be playing one week. Uh, you know, one game this one week, and then he might have two weeks off. Like, to me, that seems really not beneficial if you want to develop a rookie. And Logan, I mean, am I, am I just, am I making uh, something out of nothing? 
No, you're not going to develop at all if that's what's going on. I mean, I, I think that's one of the biggest things the Jazz uh, prided themselves on in years previous was they were, they were good at develop, developing players and developing into something. And it's different now when you're at the top. It's hard to be. It's hard to develop players and compete at the same time. So, again, it's it's Quinn's job to figure that out. But yeah, you're not going to figure out anything if he's just playing those those sporadic those sporadic spurts. I mean, that's not. You know everything I everything I said about the the big boys, the old the old men on the team about how it doesn't matter. It's the caveat I attached to that was the young guys is different. So, yeah. um, I mean, J-Rod. and that's not even necessarily about. I don't know that's as much about confidence as now just reps and getting right, used yeah. to things. It's yeah. not even at that point. I mean, Joe Ingles doesn't need to get used to anything in the NBA anymore. You know, yeah. he just doesn't need to. He knows what's going to come and what's going to happen. And 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 J Rod, like this is a this is almost a litmus test or um, uh, you know, for, for Desmond Bain. Like everybody who was like Desmond Bain last year, well, I mean, you got uh-huh. Jared Butler, which is, he looks like he's on a similar trajectory. And I mean, but so now we're going to see if Desmond Bain could have thrived. Uh, if, if Desmond Bain had a, I don't know if Des- Desmond Bain had a great preseason like Jared Butler. What I do know, I, I, I went and looked it up, uh, actually. It was from game one, Desmond Bain played about 20 minutes. He averaged about 20, 25 minutes in his rookie season. I can, I I feel confident in saying that's probably not going to happen for Jared Butler, um, but um, uh, like what are you what are your thoughts on like what I've said about you know, the the time and everything like we we talked about this before like, Desmond Bain went to a team that was very okay, like they want to compete but they also want to really develop the young guys more that was probably their main goal the Jazz's main goal is to get to the championship, and you know. Developing young guys is a, a lot lower on the priority list. Yeah, I I feel like um, Jared Butler's going to be lucky if he gets 15 minutes a game, average, you know, in games that he plays. So, I don't know. And and and, and like I think I mean my thought is, and I'm going to take a, a line from Logan here. If Jared Butler is playing heavy minutes, that probably means something has gone wrong in front of him. You know, an injury to. Mike Donovan or Jared Butler, or sorry, sorry, uh, Mike Donovan or Jordan Clarkson has opened up those minutes. Or, and so we were like, well, you know, we'll have Joe not be the primary ball handler. And okay, I mean, that's that would, I don't remember that being that many minutes. You know, like I remember Mike going out a little early in the first quarter and it was Donovan and Jordan. Then it was Mike and Jordan. There might have been a few minutes where Joe was the point guard out there with Clarkson and three. I, I think there, but. Maybe that was eight minutes a game, and so yeah, and 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 now we're saying we're trying to take minutes from like Conley and Clarkson and Donovan and Joe, guys who are you know as good as Jerry Butler is, probably better for the Jazz to win now and to you know win a championship this year. Guys who are better um, than Jerry Butler. I don't think I'm being controversial saying that, but then again, I say stuff that I don't think are con- is controversial a lot of times ends up being, you know, kind of something. But, like, so we're taking minutes away from players who are better to try to, you know, get Jared Butler in there. And maybe that maybe that is the right way. Like, maybe we do need to find a way to, or and when I say we, maybe the Jazz need to find a way to, you know, take away some of these minutes from these guys. You know, I'm sure Joe Ingles could probably do with a few less minutes here and there. Um, and we, we probably do know that Mike Conley is going to rest Sometime during the season, and but we're really hoping that his hamstring is, is not. I mean, it's been an issue for two years in a row, or two seasons in a row, and that's worrisome. Like, 
you don't want you don't want that to be the reason that Jared Butler takes minutes because you get to the playoffs, you'd rather have Mike Conley than Jared Butler. Am I right? Yeah. So I think that's fair. Um, well, MVP Jared Butler says different. But. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm already planning. I'm uh, you know going to the Hall of Fame when Jared Butler gets in. So. Um, and I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Jared Butler. I, I just have a lot of concerns, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe it's just because it's preseason and we haven't seen anything yet. It's just hard for me to imagine that it's going to go well for the Jazz right now um, with the Jared Butler situation. Like, you know, we say the cream raises um, uh, uh, raises to the top. Um, we, we say that if Gordon Hayward was here, Donovan Mitchell was going to five minutes anyway. This is a real litmus test for a lot of things that we said could happen. Jared Butler... If he's the truth, if he's you know, like the, it, it will prove a lot of things that we've said, and maybe we're maybe we're wrong. Maybe all the stuff that we've said on this podcast, on Twitter, everywhere is wrong, and he, they find a way. They play him, you know. They figure out how to slot him in there, and it changes the jazz. And you know, maybe in maybe by you know December twenty fifth, we'll be like, fuck yeah, look at this. We'll be jacking off to his picture or something. So, <laughs> LeBron, so. LeBron will be afraid of the jazz. Yeah, LeBron. why? Yeah, I mean it's all it's all about the situation. I mean the Donovan comp is just ridiculous because Donovan essentially had to beat out Rodney Hood. Um, it wasn't it, on a team that just lost what they thought was their franchise a franchise cornerstone, right? So it wasn't the same. It's not the same situation they're walking into, and that's why you said Desmond Bain got twenty minutes because that's more of what Memphis was doing. Right. Why? Why? Why do? Why do people think that? Gordon Hayward would have held back Donovan Mitchell. I'm so confused by that because because uh, like really Rodney Hood, Rodney's Hood was a shooting guard, and as we've seen time and time again, Gordon Hayward is very passive and not the alpha male <laughs> dude. So why do we think that that would have been um, different? I think uh, especially as Gordon Hayward time. would have not given. Was Gordon Hayward the one keeping Rodney Hood from having diarrhea? I'm pretty um, sure he had diarrhea back when <laughs> Gordon was there too. I think um uh, it comes. He had down diarrhea to, back uh, in Duke, if I remember correctly. Dukey Dukey. I think it comes down to like um, we were scared of like Quinn, you know, kind of again sticking with what he knew. Like we didn't need to like the Jazz didn't need to rely on Donovan Mitchell, like that. That sort of like pushed it off because like Donovan was pretty bad for the first couple weeks of the season. And all of a sudden, like scored like fifty or whatever on on uh, New Orleans, or like it was like forty or something, but. Then, like, he just kind of shot to the top end. Like, were those – I guess the theory is the shots weren't going to be there if you already had Gordon Hayward there and, you know, maybe Ronnie Hood all of a sudden doesn't get nervous. I don't know what – like, what caused him to have whatever. It might have happened and maybe not. I don't know. It's a butterfly flapping. It's it's uh, wings in, in in the desert, so – um, yeah, I just don't, I, I think I think Gordon Hayward's pretty well proven overall personality wise on and off the court. He's not going to be someone who would have really impacted Donovan's trajectory, and I don't think he would have helped it either. So yeah. it's just a weird. It's a I, I saw it come up a few times again. This yeah. obviously this week is everyone. There's a lot of people who are making Donovan Mitchell comps, um, and I, I don't know. It's just I mean, a, I don't think it would have impacted anything. The odds and as, are- as much as as much as Quinn thinks he's in in control of everything. He's not in control on the actual court, and Donovan, as even to his detriment, many times we saw he does his own thing, and so I don't think that Gordon Hayward is going to do. It. He's going to be standing in the corner just hoping that Delonte West doesn't give him another wet willy. So <laughs> true. So I guess I mean like the I mean Jerry Butler was a second round pick, right? The odds of you know the number forty pick hitting. To and I I, make, I say this a lot. I said this, you know when the Jazz drafted Mayone. Jarrell Brantley and uh, God, who the Justin Wright Foreman, 
I was like, I was like, you, like, ideally, or like, you think the ceiling for those guys is probably going to be something like George Yang, who turned out to be, you know, even better than at, at that point. So, like, and the comp I make the, that because like George has played himself to probably being maybe the eighth man on a really bad team, you know, or a ninth man on a really good team, and so like, and that's that's. I mean, and I don't say it disparagingly. I think that's a really good spot to be in. Like, if you can be a, a, a solid rotation piece to, you know, get 18, 20 minutes a game as a second-round pick, like, you really have to fight and, and prove that I mean, you belong in the league. Jared Butler, you know, odds are he's, you know, not that many 40 picks get to the superstar. We've had one second-round pick win the MVP, you know, in, in Jokic. You know, I can think of a couple. I mean, who are the other like really great second round picks? Paul Millsap, right? Uh-huh. Um, it, I mean, but there's it's, it's a small list. Like you maybe pick out one a year, maybe one person every other year that you go okay. Like and and when I say like I mean like all star status. Um, yeah, and yeah. some of them are drafting stash guys, so like it's almost like it doesn't count because it's like. Right, right, because like I mean, they, those are, those are guys that like they had to draft in the second round because they knew that the wait three. Four right. years before they could come to, like Marco Sala, I think is, is someone that we're thinking of, like there. Yeah, like he was drafted. Exactly. And he didn't come to the league till you know three or four years later. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, the odds are, but I mean, now we've seen him play. You're like, oh well, you know, there's some skill. Like there's something there when you see the highlights, when you see, when you see him on the court. There's there's something to it. Um, you saw on the court when he played in Baylor, right, uh, next to Davion Mitchell. Um, are, those, are those the Baylor boys? I always forget. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, you, you, you can see it, like you, you can see, use your own eyes and, 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 and make, uh, make a judgment there. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I started this thought without actually knowing how I was going to end it, but, um, yeah, like, I mean, it, 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 it's good. It could be good. I'm just, my fear from, my fears from last year are still there. And I also have a fear that I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I have enough evidence to see uh, that Quinn, uh, Quinn Snyder's and Chris Snyder's teams have shown that sort of versatility. That you know, it sounds like the Jazz went out to try to get versatility in the draft in the in the off season. But then again, you know, maybe he surprises me. Maybe maybe that's the reason. Like maybe him and Justin Zanuck work together this off season to go get um, uh, that team. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. So. Um, oh well, that that is one thing I forgot to mention on the things that I felt like improved this year. At least we know that that the major organizational rift is gone. The major one. I don't know if there's other little ones that are still lurking, yeah. but I wonder the Dennis if, Lindsay and Quinn tension is at least gone. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how close Justin Zanuck was to Justin, uh, Dennis Lindsay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. When I heard there was a rift between Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder, I, you know, sort of believed it. I have not heard in this very young season of any rift between Justin Zanuck and, De- and Dennis Lindsay. So, and maybe the Jazz yeah. did adversely. Like, I don't know. I don't know if Eric Pascal Pascal um, uh, is any better than Juwan Morgan and Joel Brantley. I, I have no idea. I can't tell you that. Um, Hassan Whiteside apparently is good. I'm. I've seen. I've seen reports for both good and bad uh, throughout his career. Rudy Gay, uh, you know, I don't have real complaints. I mean, I, I, he's older, um, and I think he fits. I just don't know 
if he fits in the same way that we all think, you know, you know, the talk about like five ball out, like Rudy Gay can play center. I'm like, guys, and a five ball out means you're putting one of your two best players on the bench. So I'm not quite sure that's going to be a possibility for the Jazz to use. But, you know, if Rudy Gay is out there with Royce O'Neal in the last like five minutes of a game, that would surprise me. But yeah, then, but it's a, well, yeah, that, that, that's, yeah. that's the thing. It's, it's adjustments aren't made. Like, that's where the, the, the scope becomes too overwhelming. You don't make an adjustment to say that we're going to go five out for the entire second half of the Clippers game, but you go long enough to get them to stop fucking around in some stupid shit. Oh, yeah. That's what you do it for. And yeah. you, you pull them out of it long enough to where you, you get them to stop it. Um, and I, I don't know. Well, and somehow we haven't talked about Rudy Gay's not even healthy. Well, he's not. Nope. He's not even he's not even cleared to have to play yet, right? He's not even cleared for contact. Yeah, so I mean, when you're 36, injuries take a little longer to to heal. So, uh, but. well, I, I I will say I, I was kind of glad that um, I guess their follow up reporting said that the bone spur wasn't on the same uh, heel that he had Achilles issues with. So I, that that sounds promising. Yeah, and at I least mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, what happens uh, I mean it's still a young season if he misses uh, one of my controversial tweets was that I think the first two months is treated like a preseason anyway so who cares and then and Brian Priest said you're you say and Brian Priest said you're a dumb idiot for yeah. that <laughs> so did so did um, uh, Punko I was like I was like guys I was, I was just saying like I, I'm not saying the, the wins and losses don't matter I was just trying to say like you know there's probably going to no, be uh, adjustments made in the first couple months like Guess Honestly, what? when you said when you said that, I was like, everybody who watches football tells me that they're like, we could just push back the NBA until football's over. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, who's who is speaking the mind of like thousands just, of sports fans? I just, <laughs> I just think, well, so I get. Let me explain it just a little bit better than I can in you know 280 whatever characters is that we're we're saying preseason is two weeks long, and then that's enough time for teams to test out and adjust what they've been working on all off season. And now, oh, that know, makes and now the jazz are not even using one of those games. Cause they're sitting seven of their guys. They didn't use both games cause they're sitting guys and for, for rest and stuff. So like what, what I mean by that is like, you know, the jazz are probably going to use the first month to kind of tinker with things. <laughs> and, uh. Uh, you know, like, I mean, the wins and losses do matter. Um, they're all weighted, you know, one eight tooth, um, uh, which is also a different rant I have, but, yeah, like they they might use the first couple months. I think all teams use the first couple months. Like, you know what? We tried something for two weeks, didn't work. We should probably try something else. And that's what, oh, what so, I meant. Oh, so that. you're saying that that phrase uh, "you're in midseason form" actually has some kind of meaning? Wow. Well, well, what Brian was getting at, I'll, I'll be Brian Priest for a second because I know we're pretty much the same person, <laughs> um, and that is. I, I I never even thought I in all my years I'd never even thought about it from this perspective and I'm going to paraphrase and speak for him but essentially his his thought process was that in the first few months of the season you're getting teams who essentially everyone is you know in theory healthier and believes they've still got a chance whereas the second half of the season you've got teams who are already in tank mode or injuries or stars are disgruntled and those first couple months you actually get a more true test because those guys are actually playing more full strength. Is that Was that the summation of what he said, or did, that, did he come I to me in a dream and whisper that in my ear? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> you that know feels what? like that was more characters than what he used. I want to I want to like follow that, because like, if that's true, the Utah Jazz should be NBA champions, because they were the best team in the first half of the year last year. So that's the only part that should count. 
Well, it was just injuries, too. That's, I mean, yeah, that's what you yeah. got wrong here. Is well, it was it, only injuries. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, like we saw with the Jazz. If we can just first, take, if we can just take, so the, the issue with, 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 with Gerard Butler is uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not his, he's got, he's got two good hamstrings, right? Mm-hmm. I, I thought his issue was he couldn't act. He's, he's got a bad heart, I think. Is that what he it, does have a bad I mean, heart. Butler's, Butler's got a bad heart. So we yeah. put him in, if we just put him and combine him together, just take, take the hamstrings off of him. And give them to Mike Connolly will be fine. Yeah, it's, a, it's so for the it's Trent gonna... Forrest. I, and I guess Trent Forrest is okay. not a thing anymore. So yeah, uh, who's Trent Forrest? Honestly, yeah. like, give me a break. The guy's on a two-way contract again, right? Go to him. Uh, I mean, Brian and I had this uh, conversation right before the Jared Butler game, and I was like, Trent Forrest might be the backup point guard. Who knows? But now I'm uh, like, I was like, well, you know what? After seeing Jared Butler play, Joe Ingles is the backup point guard. Yeah, and that's that's also true. So, um, guys, I'm uh, you know like you, Logan has to. Uh, can can you illegally stream down there, um, uh, Jared? Uh, technically, because of the Wi-Fi that I'm on, um, no. Interesting. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it'd be precarious. I might be able to swing it. It kind of depends on the site. Yeah, you do you do love swinging, so, um, yeah, like I'm, uh, you know, we're all like, and and the I think is I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't think this is like telling a secret or anything, but there's two years left on that AT&T Sportsnet contract, so. Oh, it's two years. I thought it was just the one. I think I think a lot of people thought it was one. And let's just say I had a meeting where they're like, "Yeah, ATC Sports Center has two more years with the contract." And I was like, "Okay." And I, th- ouch, I think I talked to. Well, how how was it? Well, who did, did someone's floating out a shit ton of misinformation because everyone's saying yeah, that this I, was the option year they picked up. I, yeah, I think that's incorrect. Contracts are weird though, dude. Like especially working with so many contracts, people right. will take the interpretation if they're all options and yeah there's there's there could be two more option years yeah but an option could also mean go kick rocks right so let's just say that nuggets games they're they're you know they're trying to find ways to move the jazz games off that but the people that i talked with were like well that's not possible for two more years so let's not worry about that all right so that's where i heard it from and they make a lot more money than I do, so I pain. They probably pain. they probably know what. So yeah, so yeah, ATT Sportsnet is probably there for two more years. Like, I'm sure there's somebody out there that could look it up. This is public information. So, um, gotcha. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Go ask. Go ask uh, Larson or. I mean, it's not the Anderson. government, so now we know it's public. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's articles about like when I said, oh, you know, the Jazz had whatever and. And yeah, and then I, I yeah, think, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not being a smartass. That's legitimately different from everything I've been reading from people. So if that's yeah. true, that's a significant shift from what. Yeah. So, uh, uh, let's so say, all, all, all I, of David Locke, all of David Locke fighting right, all of Jazz Twitter over <laughs> streaming services. Um, uh, I can't verify it. I just said I heard it in something. And again, there's somebody who makes a lot more money than I do that makes whatever. Was it Dick Norris? Did Dick Norris tell Dick you? Nor- yeah, Dick Norris is the CEO of um, uh, this company. Um, of, of Utah, I think, of right? Utah. So, of, of the tabernacle. He's actually the hand. He's actually the hand controlling the puppet yeah. Caillou that you guys call governor. I think. I think he's also a piano player at the Tabernacle. So, um, Tabernacle's gone. Who? Now he's got more time the, on his hands. The old Tabernacle is gone. The new Tabernacle will be opening sometime this month. So. Oh really? It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a strip mall in West Valley or something. Where's it gonna be? <laughs> it's, it's somewhere in downtown Salt Lake. I don't know. I, it's like they're like three blocks. Well, I hope it's over by the Ma- I hope it's over by the, what's, it, what's it called now? The Maverick Center. They should put the old Hollywood Connection. <laughs> is that still around? The office building now. Yeah. So oh, is it? Go yeah. go go stream. Go find you know follow the Reddit Jazz uh, accounts. Uh, Adam Silver fan page. Um, just just use a device that you don't do any banking on because. 
you know, I can't, I can't guarantee that people aren't trying to steal your information. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I use old iPads, so you know, I'm like, yeah, you go ahead, try to steal stuff off this. I don't know, but maybe they can. Like, I, I shouldn't challenge them because, like, maybe they're like, oh, we're on your, we're on your, we're on your, we're on your like, Wi-Fi, right, motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah, we'll like, show yeah. you. Yeah, like I'm on, I'm on your 5G microchip. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, go go stream some get jazz games. Um, uh, and uh, sorry if you have dish. Sorry about your sorry about your luck. So um, uh, that that is painful. I feel bad for people. That was right. like um, uh, and imagine is, if you just got like, a dish contract and like they announced the next day, like yeah, what the hell? And, and because like I, I, part of the reason that like uh, I think Germs or Jeremy, one of those guys from the that podcast, was like um uh, they told me because I said something about Ryan Smith saying they're like no the Millers did and he sent me an article about it so. Um, the yeah. Millers did what? The Millers were one that extended the contract before Ryan Smith took over. So, like, it happened on Ryan Smith's watch, but it was because the Millers assigned it before Ryan Smith got there. So, um, my friend Sam at work, he, he talks about like Denver's, uh, how Denver has their setup. Like, the owners of the Nuggets, like, set up the fucking altitude channel for the Nuggets, the Rockies, and the, and the, uh, the Avalanche, you know? So, like, they made their own fucking channel. And, I mean, no, have, the Rockies are the, the Rockies are on AT and T Sports. Net? Oh, like um, uh, but yeah. the Aval- but the Avalanche and Nuggets are on Altitude, which is like a station. Yeah, just essentially what K Jazz was a long time right. ago. Right? Like, um, so. uh, yeah, yeah, they they got they got Altitude. Plus, they, they also have radio and whatever. Like it's all one thing for those teams. So, well, that's because uh, Kroenke's a huge sports guy, like mm-hmm. a huge sport. Yeah. He owns all kinds of. Yeah, he owns all kinds of sports teams. So, so let's hope yeah. maybe Ryan Smith has something in the works. Uh, like I, someone was asking Andy about because like they're talking about if every jazz fan paid one fifty, right? That would still be like way less than what the jazz make from the ATT Sportsnet contract. So, right, it's just you know, it's, not, it's not possible right now. It's 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 not even that hard to con- it's not even that complicated. It, it's it's this simple. Stop the blackouts. Yeah, like people can go, you can go you don't you can have the best of both worlds. It's not as complicated. It's not you you don't no one no one stricts. No one's flipping strictly to streaming. It's not the even. It just doesn't work that way. No one's doing that. Blackout's we get that. You're not going to just get a streaming so service. Just turn the blackout off so that if you live yeah. in Utah and you got shitty dish, you can give the NBA that additional hundred and fifty dollars to watch your damn team play. Yeah, it's not even a matter. So, and so I don't know if that goes NBA high, but that's that's still going to be an issue. Yeah, so that's, that's an Adam Silver thing. But but, but a stream uh, doesn't fix that, guys. Like a stream doesn't correct a blackout because. That's why when I have my streaming services, I have to get on my VPN because the stream still picks you up and gets your location and says you're blacked out. Like streaming doesn't fix that. Yeah. Like they, there is a streaming service. It's called NBA League Pass. <laughs> That's not the problem. Yeah. It's called that you have a blackout rule. So like it's just I guess if you put it on a channel like KJAZ, which is never going to happen again, it's not going to be on free TV. It just isn't like it's just it's it seems like people are missing the point. You can have AT&T and you can still do your shit. You just need to let people watch it but i don't know how high i don't know how, how high and deep that runs i'm assuming that doesn't isn't necessarily determined by um whoever that guy is right and i, I could <laughs> be wrong Miller. like i i have to like remember because like when i first learned about blackout rules and this works for like and i think this is like nfl nba it might even be mlb i don't know but like matter about mlb but I, at least for nfl and nba because i know jacksonville jaguars had this problem for a while um, the blackout rules are in place because if a team doesn't sell out the arena, 
um, uh, then those games go to blackout. I guess they were. Just... You guys would never watch a jazz game if that was true. So that's true. That is that is. I have heard that's true for the NFL because they play once a right. week and they want to. But the, the the blackout stuff for NBA and MLB is different. But that, for for streaming, right? For like it was like NBA TV and streaming. If it was if it was already like contracted into KJS or ATD Sportsnet, those are like you can watch those without being blacked out because the cable company pays the Jazz for those for those rights to the game. It's all the other stuff. And again, it could be more complicated. We probably need to have someone smarter. That was just my understanding of the blackout rule, and so it could be wrong. Well, being being someone who's so being someone who's been blacked out while trying to stream through MLB TV, and also been blacked out by trying to watch through Directv, it doesn't matter. A blackout is a blackout. Like a, a blackout pulls your location and says you're within this zone, and if you don't have cable, or you don't have a cable or a satellite provider in that zone, you don't get to watch it. And yeah, and my information is mean, antiquated because like. I like that's what I heard from you know decades ago. So um, yeah, I mean the football one is I, I just, as long as I know football is all based upon. I mean there is some regionality tied to all of it, but it's also more about just they do want a stadium, folks. It's one time a week, but if they held that standard to baseball and basketball, you I mean do it. There's very few games anyone would be able to watch on TV. All right, uh, Ryan Smith, please come on to the high notes. We're we're getting we're, we've almost cracked the top one thousand top jazz Utah Jazz podcast. So. Come on, on, tell us how this all works. That's all we want to ask you and some other things. You've just got to add him all the time, right? Isn't that a trick? <laughs> yes. Add him. I tried to I, add, I guess so. I tried to add a couple guests and they, they haven't responded back. So like my, my You just need to add Anna Kendrick and they'll be golden. <laughs> <laughs> Technically I have to add um uh, Zach Braff about Anna Kendrick and that's uh, that was a trade there. So um I'm not sure if Zach, Zach is I, I can never tell is Zach Braff the guy He's the other the, guy from Scrubs. He's the white guy from. Uh, yeah, yes, the white one. What's, from that, what's that other show that was on TV there when like where he was the the secret spy agent guy? Chuck. Oh, Chuck, yeah. That's the They're the same person. Yeah, Interchangeable, <laughs> goofy white guy. They're, also the same as the also the same as the dude on The Office, right? What's his name? Which uh, one? Dwight. You know the one. Oh, um, Pam Beasley, Jenna Fisher. They're like all white. I don't know. Yeah, all white people. Michael Scarn. Creed Brad. Michael Scott. Creed, Creed. Creed, Ryan Creed, is the, Creed, Creed is the best thing that Creed ever is, is the, just Creed is the best thing. Creed is the best thing in the fucking office. So, um, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of actually hate the main characters, but Creed, Creed, Creed um, uh, makes me laugh almost all the time. So, just at Creed, that's what we need to do. <laughs> Honestly, the main characters in the office are terrible. I don't understand why people love it so much. It's a fun show. Like, I mean, it's fun. I don't love it as much as Parks and Rec or like Friends, but you know, I, I, I understand the appeal to it. I don't hate it as much as I used to. So I mean I'll watch it. There there are some good stuff. So um, yeah, I admit there's some decent storylines in there, but I, I don't know. I've never really been drawn to it. Like some, it seems like it's why a mag- why a we're magnet for other people. Logan, um, uh, it's not a personality trait. It's not one of your personality traits, Jared. It, it, it should not be a personality trait. <laughs> no, it's uh, definitely not one of them. So um, uh, being I, a fan I, of the office is not a personality trait. <laughs> I know DJ Honeypaws. Being I'm, a friend uh, of friends is not a personality trait. Who? DJ Honeypaws <laughs> was watching Squid Game, but what were you? Um, uh, what were you watching that you refused to watch Squid Games? I was watching Squid Game. I oh. was the one who kept watching it. She fell asleep. <laughs> well, she she tweeted out that um uh, he like what did you tweet out about like watching something and she retweeted it was like. He'll watch this, but he won't watch Squid Games with me or something like that. I'll have to go Hills. The Hills doesn't oh, the even Hills. matter. The Hills is one of the greatest pieces yes. of – yeah, that's not even on the same level here. I mean, I don't even... fucking Hills. I, I watched the first season of Laguna Beach, uh, but I never really got to the Hills, even though Lowe 
Low is my girl. So I was team low all the way. Lauren. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You team Lauren or team Kristen? No, LC for sure. LC, yeah. Um, uh, Jared, LC or, T- or Kristen? I don't know. I was on a mission at the time that this show okay. was on. All right. Like You're on a mission for 12, 20 years, Jared, the longest mission ever. <laughs> Wait, was that show on for 20 years? I don't know. I Dude, that show like was that. on since we were like 16 till now. It's still on. <laughs> that show is still on? She's, she was married to Jay Cutler, sir. Yeah, um, dude, Jay Cutler oh, is so good on that. Oh, that's Cutler? I don't, I don't know who that yeah, is. She is hot. Jay Cutler is a quarterback. He played for the Bears. Uh, no, the, I don't know who the chick is, dude. <laughs> um, Isn't he paying her some kind of crazy alimony or something? Is no, he said he would not. Oh, he said he wouldn't. <laughs> he, said he, he told her to get a job, I believe, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared, what are you watching then? What, 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 what's, on your, what's on your TV? Uh, well, I, I, I was South actually East watching Utah. Marvel's yeah. What If recently. Uh, yeah. actually, it's actually pretty decent. I was surprised. Like, there were some dips in quality on some of those episodes, but no, the finale was decent. God, you're wrong again. Damn. That was, that's, a wrong, that's wrong. There was no dips in quality. It was all good. Um, what? Are you serious? Yeah. Very, very you serious. enjoyed all those episodes? Very there was serious. a couple of them that were kind of, eh. Oh, wrong, wrong Jared again. hates Ted Lasso, too, though. He also does hate Ted Lasso, so. I don't say I hate it. I just I hate I hate it when people hype up a show so much and then I Sam is out there. Sam is out there right now their, watching Ted Lasso, getting ready for the finale. Hey, there's is, nothing wrong with Ted Lasso. The, the just, finale uh, is on right now, actually. So I think it's gone so long. I have to commit to not watching it. Like I just have to be that guy. Hey, I've been there. I've done um, that before. Like I haven't seen Avatar yet. The the blue one. I've never seen Avatar either. God, Fat Chris and and Papa Bait, rest in peace, would be furious with us if they still knew that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dude, mean like Papa the cartoon? Bay, Papa, no, Avatar Papa the Blue People. I said Avatar, dude. I said Avatar You're the talking Blue about people. the cartoon, right? No, I Avatar love that the, show. Avatar the Blue People. Oh, that movie. Yes. Okay. I, said, I thought you were talking about the TV show, like the Nickelodeon I TV said, show. Well, I, I did say Avatar the Blue People, so. Um, but, I, I didn't hear you say Blue People until just now. Like I heard you say Avatar. Yeah, yeah, you guys talking about Blue Man Group? Put, put, put your listening ears on. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean... You could, Logan. I will say that you're you're depriving yourself of some really heartwarming stuff, and also some just like really like Jason Sudakis, uh, uh, Sudakis, excuse me, um, that lucky bastard married to Olivia Wilde. Are they still married? I assume they are. I don't keep up with that stuff, but um, no, yeah. man. Olivia Wilde was dating uh, oh, Harry Styles. Sorry, sorry, Jason. Oh shit. I'm, I mean, maybe it was I think mutual. he just penetrated her and. <laughs> and and maybe that was maybe that was all uh, all, all they were in it for, but uh, yeah, Jason. Sudeikis. Let me go- hold on. Let me Google it real quick and see. Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Did penetration. penetration. Um, Jason, Jason Sudeikis is a hard name to spell. Yes. No, uh, not S- Jason Derulo. I S- don't give a shit about Jason Derulo. S U D E K E I S. It says this. Let's see here. Otis. He has kids. No, well, there you go. Uh, anyway, really good performances by him. Like I really like him. Uh, uh, like you know the the like supporting actors they have there. So I keep hearing that everybody hates Nate now, and I'm like, oh no, and Nate did something bad. I'm like that's not. Yeah, good. people are people are kind of bad, really bad at spoiling the show. They 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 spoiled a lot of stuff. So that was a spoiler warning. I guess sorry if you haven't seen that far until Lasso yet. Yeah, he definitely uh, penetrated her. They have two kids. Okay, well, yeah, that, I mean that's that's pretty much as much proof as I need. Uh, uh, for the penetration, so um, 
<laughs> yeah, she's dating. She's dating Harry Styles now. That now though. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I mean, I guess I'm, I just said that. I don't know if it's actually interesting or not. Um, who trans sugar high? Ooh. What was that? Oh, who trans sugar high? No, watermelon sugar high is definitely not about eating fruit. I'll tell you that. Um, oh, I want to I go for some watermelon right now though. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, we we usually let the let the show devolve. In the last fifteen minutes here, and I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, you were successful, man. But since we're getting back into the swing of things, I do have some shout outs. I know I said I did Twitter stupid and they're still stupid, but um, you know, in true in true jazz fashion, I'm gonna convince myself this is the right thing to do. Um so I'm gonna shout out Cruz and Kook, who actually was calling asking for the jazz high notes to come back. I don't think that's ever happened before. So he not only called it but then thanked us for giving him an episode, which is that's that's hard to top. He's a good- we'll be sending who, no, he seems like a great guy. I'm just, I, I'm looking. Who, just DM who your uh, underwear size. He'll be sending some jazz pod, pod co-op undies. That's jazz pod, um, jazz pod co-op dot com. There's uh, thongs. There's t-shirts. There's tank tops. There's beer koozies. Uh, with every purchase, the thongs. I think... the, 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 the thongs are off menu though. You have to just know the right person to ask. Yes, right, right, right. There's a few other. There's a few other folks here. Master Commando always talks Broncos with me too, which I appreciate. I'm. Since the NFL is a bunch of shit bags, I I can't. I have to hypothetically live my Teddy two Teddy two gloves dreams through people relaying it to me through the Twitter. So he's my he's my eyes, my seeing eye boy. Um, <laughs> Bluecast eleven, formerly November Downcast, always a big fan of us in the pod, big fan of me, which I always appreciate. Um, the King Speak podcast actually has the Jazz Pod co op in his bio. That's a big step. What? So uh, Damn. I, know he, I know he's listening. Yeah, I know he's listening to our stuff. And then uh, last but not least, uh, Casey Zendel, average homeboy. <laughs> and I don't know the guys. I just know the guys handle B Wargold, B W O R G I L. He's got the Pepperdine thing in his thing. We had a good throwback to the Howl recently, the the party oh up God, at Utah State, and that thread, that thread gave me life. It reminded me of a lot of things I didn't. I just forgot about. Of and then not the- long after that, I saw I saw a picture of the moose that. You know the moose by oh, Weber State, State. They took a picture that got hit, yeah. and I thought, you know, remember that time we went to that dance at, at Weber State? Who I dressed up as a used car salesman, yep. and yeah, coincidentally that night, someone drove their car into the lake. Yep. So it that's was the... uh, it was it was perfect timing. That's when Logan had his neighbor come over, really cute girl, um, and uh, I met her for the first time because I tried to hop in her car because I thought it was my brother's car. And it was very awkward, but now her and I are very good friends, so it worked out really well. well that's a big win. That's a that's a big win for you. And last but not least, we didn't get enough. We didn't get a chance to do this because it happened when we were on hiatus. But you brought it up earlier, talking about second round picks, and it just needs to be said. And that is fuck Paul Millsap. <laughs> I think that that needs to be said. What about Elijah uh, and Ronnie? I can't say anything about Elijah for fear of retribution. Um, Who's Ronnie Millsap? Is that a country singer or is that a <laughs> yeah. Ronnie Price? What are we? Ronnie Millsap. He is a singer of some sort. I just I don't know. <laughs> I just assume they're all families. Um, but you're right. And um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, oh, it, it, if we talk about Elijah, but... we need Jared to take notes. Uh, what was that, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Jared, Jared, show us your pen and paper. <laughs> We're gonna have to make sure these notes are very, very specific. Very detailed yeah. notes. Sir. Elijah, <laughs> sap notes. Got it. Um, no, I was I was gonna ask you guys. Um, are we gonna do? Uh, are we gonna bring back Fat Curry Factory this season? Fat Curry. I mean, he's he's not on the team anymore, so we're gonna have to. Uh, uh, 
We'll have to rename it something else. We'll have to call it a uh, Jared Butler's M- MVP corner or something. The Butler did it. Oh no, let's not do that. No. <laughs> the Butler did it. No, let's not do that. Butler's Here's our segment in. called The Butler did it. Back to a Butler. Who tried? Pro- okay, protest it, all right. Here we go. If, if we do a, a Jared Butler segment, we'll call it. We'll call it the Ask Jeeves segment. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's great! That's well, we, 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 we should actually hype up that we're we're, we're going to do another. How right. are we describing it? We're gonna do next another, week is uh, the college show. You describe it better than I do. Yeah, the next week is going to be. Um, uh, it's going to. If you remember, you know, our our pod therapy. We're bringing that back, but um, instead of pod therapy, just call in and we're going to do NBA predictions because they're stupid. But people like to hear about them, so we want to hear about them. Uh, where we think everybody's gonna end up next, uh, next or this season, like in two weeks. Uh, look for the Zoom link um, because I, I don't think Twitter Spaces is, is a thing anymore. Um, no, it's still a thing. Is it? Oh, I just maybe maybe, maybe they took it away from me. I don't know. Uh, I just haven't seen Spaces. Uh, um, I haven't seen Spaces. I in my think forever. it depends on like how often. I used to have it. I just don't have it anymore. I haven't seen it anymore on my on my feeds. So. Uh, and maybe well, either way, if you, want, if, you, if, you, if you want to participate, just send me a DM with your name, yep, uh, uh, home address, social security number, your routing and bank number. Um, um, I'll tag, you know, I'll tag her right now or maybe tomorrow when people are awake. Um, you know, Dragon Squatch and go to this 49. Be like, hey, you want to, you, you have thoughts, you want to call into the, the high notes, the high notes podcast? DM these two fools, uh, at real DDP. You're welcome to come on, um, talk about DDP yoga. Talk about Jake the Snake Roberts. Talk about your your um, uh, favorite match against the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Um, yeah, talk about it all. So. Uh, yeah, or, or yeah, we could even make it jazz centric and have him talk about Carmelo. Carmelo. Uh, the jazz. Uh, yeah. So next week for the Night Owls, maybe we'll do it on a Sunday or something. I don't know. Just gotta figure out a time that people will be able to call in. I guess so. Um, yeah. Uh, we we usually record. I mean, right now it's almost one a.m., and I don't know if people want to sit here and bullshit about jazz with us at one a.m. Some people will, but maybe a lot of people won't. So uh, we gotta get we gotta get Mark on. We gotta get Brian. You know, the Jazz Pad Pod Co-op. I don't want to say Pad. The Jazz Pod Co-op and Fool. So uh, yeah, at Dragon Squatch, um, at Jazz, not at Jazz. Go to www.jazzpodcoop.com. Um, uh, to see all the jazz pod t- uh, podcasts on there right now. What, what what podcasts are up there right now? What podcasts are up there? I mean, it's 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 uh, there's us, there's the jazz and gals. So that's a, not not a while. There's twos and threes. The Gen Z boys who were formerly home for, home court press. Yeah, Mark Gen Z. That's weird because twos of, uh, and threes. Like like um, uh, did they the they join the, the Wolf hive pack? up there? We've got Dog and Deuce up there. We've got uh, who am I forgetting? Germs. Germ, Germ, Germs. Germs. Yeah. Um, cause I'm a, like, I'm a Gen Z, like joint some sort of like, are, are we like NWO Hollywood and then Gen Z went to NWO Wolfpack? Cause they, they joined. I the... sure hope not. Cause I love the Wolfpack. They can be the old, they can be the old Hulk Hogan. I want to be the Wolfpack. <laughs> Don't take this from me. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's what but I it does. The website's got the, everyone links to everyone's most recent episodes yeah. there. So it's a, it's a one easy spot to get it all. And then also order your, JPC, um, uh, yeah, JPC uh, merchandise. So we got, I think there's stickers now, right? You guys made stickers for uh, Dog and Deuce, or are we still working? Yeah, on they gave us stickers. They they, they gave us stickers. Yeah, nice. So we we'll send them out when people do nice things for us. Yeah. You can put them anywhere. Um, uh, yeah, I need, I need to get give away some get get some jazz against fans against racism stickers to give away. So, um, 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Did guys. you say jazz fan against racism? Yeah, jazz fans against racism. So Jared me. brought me a sticker from them. Yeah. Get get some Blair Hodges, some uh, action <laughs> back on here. We we want to talk to everybody. We, we want to talk to the Claytons, uh, Riley. If he ever talk gets back to me, uh, bring Riley back on. Uh, you know, bring the jazz ladies back on. I mean, we 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 want to have a, a good season. You know, season four, the the season of four letter words. So, um, yes. Yeah, check it out, and um, uh, you know what, guys? I think um, uh, we're good to go. I, that's it. We'll see you guys next time.